Fuck it, I'm starting it now. Just chewing all in the mic. You are not a professional at all. This is terrible. You know, every time I hear the word professional, I think of Wendy Williams. Oh. I did not expect to hear that. When she was on the radio, Mm -hmm. the code word for blowjobs was professional. So she would say, oh, and so we hear that Puffy was in the club last night. And his girlfriend was giving him a professional in the coat room. Why she always needed a code word? Like, I don't know why you would have to talk about blowjobs quite that much. But I can never hear professional without thinking. Okay. Hi. (laughs) Hello. How are you? Uh, better now, I guess. It's, 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 it's been a day and a half. It has been a day. Yeah. All of our days are days. Yeah, I guess that's kind of a non-sentence, isn't it? Yeah. We haven't had a not day since, like, Miami, I think, was filled with not days. Even those, there were, were half days, even then. There were half days, but they weren't. Oof, that was a day. We never got up the next day and was like, ugh. I mean, there was acrimony. <laughs> That was a day, but that was an hour. That was a moment. That wasn't a day. That was a moment. Okay. So don't you say some like introductory things? Mm-mm. No. <laughs> Shouldn't you? This isn't. This I know, isn't that. But still, this is air talk. I feel, I we just we like, just talk. Oh, okay. Um. So I'm handing in a book today. <laughs> Can I, no, I, was gonna say, I almost said the name of the book, and I, I realized I No, I you can't say the name of the book, yeah. but um, I'm excited. Um, I need to I've work been, on my book of yeah, similar did. nature. Mm-hmm. I need to work on a lot of things. I know. That's kind of the hard part about being around you a little bit. What? Um, like, there's working on things, and then there's working on things. You got a lot of things. I have things? Yeah. Hmm. There's books and mm-hmm. clients mm-hmm. and public whole ass publications mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and writing for those publications mm-hmm. and and editing for those publications right and dealing with the writers of those publications you know it's <laughs> whatever uh, <laughs> it's uh it can be a very play the tambourine scenario can you explain that to me the tambourine again? um. Yeah. Chris Rock's Chris, tambourine. Thing. Chris Rock's tambourine. Um, and uh, we've said this before, at least to each other. I think that's one of, if not his absolute best stand up. Close to it. Close to um I look at, and I guess it's hard to look at certain stand up pieces and how they age over time, but tambourine was greatness. Um, and basically, he was, he started talking about how his mistakes in his marriage and mm-hmm. how that all ended, um, his cheating and, you know, how his ego got in the way. And one of the things he said was, if you're going to be in a relationship, sometimes you're lead singer, and sometimes you're playing tambourine. And if you're going to play tambourine, you got to really play the tambourine. Nobody wants to see a sad tambourine player, as he put it. Mm-hmm. And it's more, it's about, uh, only as much, you know, being able to check your ego and not, it also feels like a very bread and jelly kind of thing as well. Yeah. Except I think with the tambourine, it's about, taking turns being in, in the front. Mm-hmm. Um, Whereas you can't take turns being bread and jelly. Right. Mm-hmm. Although, as, as we've kind of talked about too, um, oh, I need to put that episode out, don't I? The mm-hmm. bread and jelly. Mm-hmm. Um, as we talked about too, um, 
being bread or jelly doesn't mean that you're not in the forefront or you're not the quote unquote star. And you go, correct. So there's that part of it. Um, but yeah, tambourine is essentially sometimes you got to let your people be in the forefront and you just because of your career or anything else, <clears throat> you are much more visible and have a lot more of the things happening. Mm-hmm. That's true. And, it, but it can make you, or it can make me feel like sometimes I need to be doing more concrete things. Because you do do more things. Thanks. You're welcome. <clears throat> by the way, I'm you, very big on. By like, the way, you know what podcast love, uh, listeners love? What, when you get really close to them. And, and just whisper. <laughs> they, That's great. They don't like that, do they? Yeah. Okay. Um, no, I mean, I won't. I am that person. Like, I do try to push people in my circle to do all the things. Um, all the things that they're capable of. Because that's what I want. Even mm-hmm. though I'm doing all the things, I want you to push me to do all the all the, all the things. Right. I mean, even this morning, the idea, like, oh, you need a, oh, we need to hire somebody. I'm like, mm-hmm. and they, and mainly to help me. I'm like, mm-hmm. huh? Like, to help me do what but then i rattle off three things that i could use help with Absolutely. And, it's like, and then i gotta say that was actually surprising to me because when you were helping me which feels like you know eons ago eons ago i remember saying like hey there'll be a time where somebody else is gonna be helping both of us and you were like pshaw and even i was like i mean sure that's a long time from now but it could happen, and it's it's happened. Mm. I don't know if we're going to be able to pull it off, but we could actually, we could actually use help. Send your resumes to. <laughs> the first we have to figure out exactly. That's that's the story. What, what we can afford. <laughs> what we can afford. What we can afford, and what is the best use of whatever it is that we need. Mm. You know, we may find that it's actually. It may not be the things we think it is. You know, it may not be what we think we need help with. It may be something else. Right. Um, tambourines. What'd you say? Tambourines. Tambourines. So we, at that point, no, I guess we're not paying somebody to uh, to play the tambourine. That's that's, that's what, a whole nother <laughs> thing that we're not doing. Uh, um, yeah, so... How you doing today? Mm. 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 Better? Better. Are um, we ever going to talk about sex? I mean, you've been writing about sex, so we can talk yeah, about sex. Yeah, but I've sex. been writing about it indirectly. I've been writing about it from my own perspective, my own life and loins. Well, you know I've been wanting to quell any misconceptions that may be about me <laughs> because of some of the stuff you've been writing. But you I've know. only written one sex column, so that could be the only thing you would quell. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, Shane Paul Neal eats the box and well. Thank you. There. Appreciate it. Wasn't that easy? Yep. I'm adding you on Twitter. Okay? <laughs> By the way, congratulations on being newly verified. I know it's your life dream. Oh, geez. Um, it wasn't. And I actually took some perverse satisfaction in not being verified. I've never asked to be. I've never applied to be. Um, You're the equivalent of... The dude with no tattoos. Right. You didn't, you didn't want the tattoo. Right. Once I saw who was getting verified, <clears throat> I just was kind of like, I can do it without being verified. That feels like a shot at me. <laughs> so, uh, but now I am. 
And I'll take it. I have a blue check. I'm, I'm official. You're a blue and check anyone, negress. I'm a blue check negress. And anyone who says that it doesn't matter or that they don't care, they're lying just a bit. Um, we as humans, like going back to wherever, to writing on walls, we appreciate trophies and symbols and we like things that separate us from everybody else. We just do. That's just our human nature. Let me know when you start ignoring or not following people because they don't have a blue check. Um, I'm not sure if that's ever going to happen. Give it time. Okay. If you say so. <laughs> um, although I do know that the level of people who talk to me has has leveled up, as it were. And it's a little frightening. How does that does that feel like insulting at all or weird or? I, I guess these are people who stay inside their blue check category. And now I'm in it. And I wasn't in it yesterday. Hmm. So, for example, someone mentioned something about an MC Hammer piece that we ran on level. And he said uh, something about, I love that song in the fourth grade or something. And I responded. And we went back and forth a couple of times. And then I looked at who he was. It and was, he was Barack like Obama. A person. Right. It was someone I would not have heard from Are you not going to say ago. who it was? I don't know his name. He, was a, he wasn't a celebrity. But okay. he was just someone, a blue check. Right. That I know would not have deigned to, you know, talk to me otherwise. You're cute um, now. Well, I mean, I like to think I was cute before, <laughs> but uh, it's interesting. So, I don't know how long we're going to be because we got to get back to the not-so-little one who's not yes. feeling so well. Right. What if she just made all of that up? Maybe if she just heaved her way into asthma so that she could skip school today? I think you'd... Be mildly uh, proud of her. I would. Mildly. More than mildly. Um, I'd be extremely proud of her. You have actually. a 12-year-old who gets up at 4 in the morning to finish her homework. I know. She without does. prompt. Without prompt. Who does it because she wants to do it? What even? Who even is I, this child? I think you failed as a parent. Have I failed as a parent if my child gets up at 4 a.m. to get homework done because she teaches dance class that doesn't end until 8 o'clock? And she refuses Wait, she to give it up? <laughs> so, uh, She's teaching dance class? She takes dance. Okay. Um, but funny that you should say that because last year I was showing her this video of a uh, dance class. And she said, I'm in. And I was like, really? Okay, let me look into it. And we were trying to find the day and the time. And she says, how much does it pay? And I said, do you mean how much does it cost? <laughs> and she said, no, how much are they going to pay me to teach it? This hoe looked at a room full of eight-year-olds dancing <laughs> and assumed that I was showing it to her because clearly she could teach the class, having never taken a dance class in her life. Pick your mic up just a hair. I'm oh, sorry. Um, anyway, that's my kid. Hmm. She's special so and it's not that i forget mm. but every now and then you'll say you have a daughter now too mm -hmm. and hearing it out loud mm -hmm. is far different from just kind of knowing it to yourself mm -hmm. i'm still adjusting to that mm -hmm. you have time i mean she's not legally your daughter we're still all getting used to blended family. I can't believe I'm doing this again. Did not <laughs> think I was going to sign up for this shit 
again. I kind of, was, well, I guess, you know, I assumed that my next person was going to have a kid. Mm-hmm. And, but I don't think I thought past that in a weird right. way. Right. Like I want, I want them to have a kid for my own purposes in yep. terms of understanding. Of course. Hey, what parenthood is. And, you know, when I'm, when I got to do things for my son, it is what it is. Or I will pause and reset your ass. Or just pause. Or just pause. Or just stop. One day we got to talk about pause and reset, <laughs> unfortunately, because you yeah, bring do. it up every single we day. Do. We actually did once. Back in the studio days? Yeah. We talked about it. I don't know. Back in the studio days? Doesn't that sound like right. some Back when we used to be in the studio? Um, <laughs> one time we were just testing out equipment and stuff, and we just oh, talked. Oh, right, right. It was like, we said it was going to be like episode zero. I have that. Of the spin. I we talked about that. Oh, wow. I got yeah. a lot of hidden content I need to throw out there. Yeah. Out of laziness. So, uh, yeah, I felt the same way. I've, I've often said that I knew I wanted to date someone who had children or who was a parent because I just didn't think they would understand my life if they didn't. But I didn't really think that all the way through. Because if I did, I would have said, those kids need to be grown. Right, because you're stepmama to... Yes, I have a 22-year-old um, and a 12-year-old. And soon come. And soon come a six-year-old boy. Oh, my God. Not even. No. 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 Sorry. Um, I just wasn't prepared for a boy. And I wasn't prepared for a little boy who is beautiful and open and smart and bright and loving and all the things. Um, I really wanted a temper tantruming, you know, 12-year-old. I wanted a tween who was kind of mean, who, you know. Two tweens would have been a nightmare, though. Well, if they just give them a tablet or something. I don't know. You can do that with the the six-year-old. Yeah, I know, but it's not the same. Like, it's my job to try to take the tablet from him every once in a while. Not so much with the tween. Uh, In my head, my next person was going to be a parent who... Had a kid that, for whatever reason, wasn't going to necessarily be on the premises very often. You wanted an 18-year-old who was away at college? Or maybe I just kind of didn't see me being in a relationship that would lend itself to me needing to even meet the kid. Like, I could be in a relationship. You know, my grandmother divorced my grandfather when my mom and her sisters were 9, 10, 11. And she started dating soon after. Beautiful woman, my grandmother was. Um, no intentions on getting remarried, but she did start dating. And one day, as she's walking out, my mom heard the guy say, when am I going to meet your daughters? And she heard my grandma say, are you dating my daughters? Or are you dating me? And of course, he said, I'm dating you, Miss Dora. And she said, then I'm the person you need to meet. Don't worry about them. You're never going to meet my daughters. That. Yeah. So uh, I remember my mom telling me that story. And uh, my grandma got remarried. Just so you know how long she waited, I was at the wedding. (laughs) (laughs) It was at my house where my parents lived. And I was a bridesmaid. So that's when she finally decided it was okay to get remarried. And my, my mom and her sisters never had any interactions with anyone she was with. So I've always kind of carried that around with me um, and wondered if I could be in a long-term relationship with someone and never meet their kids. Could you? No. 
Um, no, because I feel like that lends itself to if I don't see your if I don't see your kids, where does mine fit in? So what um, if you were just in a relationship with someone? You're both super happy. You go on dates on the weekend. Maybe you grab lunch during the week, but you spend all your time at your place. She spends all her time at her place, and you don't cross paths with the kids. You just when that when your kid's not around, you come over and do the grown up things, the horizontal mambo, and <laughs> wow, I've been waiting to use that for a while now. Um, 45 years. <laughs> Jesus. And you don't interact. So I had a conversation with my ex-wife recently, and mm-hmm. it was basically telling her that we were moving in together. Mm-hmm. And much to my happiness, she was relatively cool about it because mm. exes will be exes. Of course. And they want to protect the mama bears will be mama bears, too. That, too. Um, so she said, okay, well, you know, and it ended up being a space where we looked for a big place. I looked for a small place and then it was like, this is dumb. Yep. Let's just get a medium sized, medium sized place and make it work. Make it work. Mm -hmm. So I'm telling her what's up. And I think because, and she was a little nervous about us living together and coal and all the things and blah, blah, blah. You mean your son? So, I think I'm just going to let go of the... I think you should, but I'm just Because we, you know. we've gone back and forth so many times, it's kind of pointless. Mm-hmm. Like, if you rewind three seconds, we know the name of your son. Um, but, uh, so I told her what was up, and we chatted for a couple minutes. And she was like, so, can I ask you a question? Which is a terrible way mm, to ever preface. ask a question. You do it all the time. I do, I know. So she goes, can I ask you a question? I'm like, sure. Are you going to get married again? And I gave her basically grimace face emoji. Mm -hmm. And she's like, really? Can I ask you a question? And I'm like, we're already there. Come on. And she's like, why? Mm. And I guess to some degree, most divorced folks have this thing where you coming out of a marriage, you're like, well, I'm not doing that again. Mm-hmm. You know, that was that was an experience. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and this is a very long way of answering your initial question of, you know, um, kind of like the separate together, like we're a couple, but we're not really together a couple. I need nuclear family feel. Mm. I need... To live with my partner. I spent the last three years by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, part of that time I was homeless. Mm-hmm. A big chunk of that time I was sitting in what I would refer to as the dungeon. Yep. Which is a, a room in a basement of some old house I was renting. Mm-hmm. And just sitting there by myself. And I think in the course of that I kind of rediscovered what I already knew in that. I don't seek out contact. Mm. I won't pick up a phone and say, hey, I'm bored. I'm lonely. What are you up to? Mm -hmm. I need that built into my life. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, short of having a roommate and at 42 years old, I'm not doing roommates. Like we're 
I'm, I'm out of that. Mm-hmm. Not to shame anybody or make anybody feel bad. Who does? It's just I've, after all my wacky living arrangements and everything else, <clears throat> that's kind of out the window for me. I needed my person there 24 7. Mm. And funny enough, in saying 24 7, I don't think either one of us really, like, we really are 24 7. We are really 24 7. Um, we now live together. Yep. We work together. Yep. We, we don't hang out, really. No, not really. Like, I'll go out maybe once in the blue, and I'm like, you need to hang out with some friends. She's like, I don't have friends to go out with. I don't want to do that. Like, mm-hmm. it's not me. Nope. So all that time is really Although, spent together. I think that it's still relatively new, and I think as things continue to shake out, like, there's a world where I might go out. I think there's a world where you need to go out. And there's a world where we might have friends come over. Um, there's a world where we could hang out a little bit more. I think we're still, we still work a lot. Um, so I think things are still shaking themselves out that way. And it's hard too, because we actually like what we do. It's mm-hmm. when we're not, you know, filing reports and whatever else. So TPS reports. Right. So, uh, you know, I only recently found out those weren't real. <laughs> I know. Cause I'm the one who told you. <laughs> I but, said those aren't real things. But to answer your question as to like why I couldn't do the you live here, I live there, and we hang out when we hang out, um, I I don't conduct my life in a way where I get enough exposure to other people to just rely on like, I'm going to go out and do the things and blah, 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 blah. And there's also a part of me that's like, and I keep, you know, quoting the poet laureate Drake, nobody wants to be 70 and alone. Except you used to say nobody wants to be 40 and alone. Right. So, all that. Um, I have to say, I just looked it up. A TPS report is a real thing. Oh. It's just, it was used so much in office space that it just came to be looked at as something that's only done in office space. A TPS report is a testing procedure specification. It's a document used by a quality assurance group, particularly in software engineering, that describes the testing procedures and the testing process. I want our podcast to be popular enough to where somebody would have emailed in and said, no, no niggas, no. TPS reports are real. It's, that's coming. That's coming for sure. Um, it has come to connote pointless, mindless paperwork after it's used in the comedic 1999 film, Office Space. Um, so back to what you were saying, I think I was a little bit different when I... Uh, after divorce, I was in a relationship for over a year, about a year and a half. And for about a year and a half, and I knew that I wasn't going to marry this person. Um, we didn't join our families, but we did hang out. He hung out with my kid occasionally. I hung out with his daughter. It seemed like you had a, not to cut you off, it seemed like you had a closer relationship, closer relationship to his daughter than he had to yours. For sure. Well, his daughter was an adult mm. and mine was not. Mine was nine, 10 years old, 11 years old. So yeah, me and his daughter were able to hang out independently of him. Uh, she would come by my place and, you know, bring a bottle of wine and whatever. Um, I still actually need to check in on her. So uh, I kind of thought that was like the best case scenario. She's 23 years old Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, she's grown. She lived there. So I saw her every time I came over. You could have gone to the club with your stepdaughter. (sighs) Yeah, I could have. (laughs) 
just a yeah. Although she was never going to be your stepdaughter. Um, really? No, no, she wasn't. Um, I mean, I did have moments where I thought I might get married, um, but ultimately there's there were going to be too many differences for me to do that. Um, I also thought I'm good. I don't need to get remarried. I don't want to be single. Um, I want to be alone. I don't want to be alone. Um, I have had, uh, I've been in a relationship continuously <laughs> since 1989, um, with one year off, a uh, year I took off from. You had a gap year? In period. Yes. I had a gap year where I closed the gap during my gap year. You're gross. Sorry. Um, so, and it was actually, actually longer than a year, but yeah, I've always known that I, I like being in a relationship, but I definitely didn't come into this one thinking I would, um, get married or even be in a family sort of relationship. I mean, we both said that. We both bonded over like, okay, great. This person does not want to get married. I don't want to get married. And, but, you know. It was no, no marriage and no more kids. No. Well, we're still on no more thank, kids. I was about to say, thankfully, <laughs> we still agree on the latter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Although, so my very good friend we can barely get a dog. in college uh, just recently gave birth last night. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she's my age. She's actually a year older than me. Mm-hmm. So I will say that for the hottest of moments, I was kind of like, oh, a newborn baby. How cool would that be? And then it passed. Mm-hmm. You feel free to babysit. <laughs> mm-hmm. It passed. But... Just so you know, when women have those thoughts and moments, it's not because you really want to have a baby. It's just because being able to have a baby means that you are, you know, young or viable or um, it means something. You know, once you can't have babies anymore, that's the thing. So, you know, it's funny as you say that. And I know you can't wait for that to be my scenario, but... That, I'm, not there I'm like, yet. I'm I'm leaning towards getting snipped, so I'm not even worried about your scenario. Oh, that'd be great. Um, yeah, that that might actually be a thing that happens. You're never gonna do that. Um, I mean, the only reason I wouldn't is because it's elective surgery, and surgery freaks me out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the same reason why. If so, if it came down to tubes tied versus me getting snipped, I'm getting oh, of snipped. Course. Of course. But because you know, lesser of two evils. Of course. But two, I don't have actually, to let, not, not, not evils, lesser of two, greater, yes. greater, well, whatever. Of course, anyway. of course, to get that. Um, I'll be very happy if you did that, by the way. I'm strongly considering. Um, how do we get here? Oh, no. Um, so what I was going to say was, uh, you talk about, you know, being viable and feeling young and everything else. This morning, we were talking about midlife crisis, mm-hmm. crises. Mm-hmm. And I was asking if women had them. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's as close as... And you said they, mm-hmm. that women don't. That's right. But so you're right. I, that's as close as I guess that's that as comes. as close as we get as, I should have a baby. That last gasp baby, as my mom calls them. Yeah. Last egg. Last, yeah. Uh, so when my mom was... When I was in the fifth grade, there was just this thing going around where all of my friends... Uh, my, all of my mom's friends had these babies, these late... You know, they're like 40 years old, 41, 42, which in the 80s was really, you know, up there to have a baby. And my mom told me much later that she had a conversation with my dad about, do we have another one? Because there's all these people like, you know, having these little babies when they have a 10-year-old already and an 8-year-old. They decided not to. And um, 
my mom, as she got older, realized that she had made the right decision, at least mm-hmm. for herself, not to have that last gasp baby. This, so if we had a child today, mm-hmm. I'm 60 when they graduate high school. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm 64. Right. And not, so one of my best friends. A very vibrant 64. Thank you very much. One of my best friends had, well, they had their first child. He, I don't remember how old she is, but I believe he was 50 when they had their first. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are incredibly fit people. I think I showed you oh, yeah, the Instagram of the wife about. who's doing the pull-ups oh, yeah. and all the things. Like mm-hmm. they're annoyingly, mm-hmm. annoyingly mm-hmm. in shape. Um, but so the idea of being in shape and being, you know, viable and do all the things with your child, you know, past 40 is certainly the case, Mm -hmm. but I always think about my father. So my mother was 34 when she had me. So my father was 32, 31. I forget what the gap is exactly. Nobody remembers how old their father is. Um, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> my my father remembers my birthday because it's the last day of the month. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, um, we would always go play basketball together. Uh, we are undefeated in two on two basketball, mm-hmm. uh, and at this point, so if I'm 17, he's 45, 46, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and he's moving and he's doing the things and everything's good, but. It ended quickly. Like, I think there was a shoulder surgery and eventually, like, mm-hmm. so I never, so the thing that always bugged me was I never got to beat my father in a game of basketball. Mm. And from- You probably faked all those injuries just so you could never beat him. I wouldn't put it past <laughs> him. That's the shit, too. But I think there's a rite of passage there that I want Cole to have. Mm-hmm. So, and, and um, I think that's part of the reason why I'm keen on- being in shape i don't work out which is problem number one um i don't eat particularly well which is problem number two but i have because of you i don't eat particularly well either but i have this mutant gene that doesn't give a fuck right which i don't have right um so you should stop treating me like i have the mutant gene too (laughs) a nigga will straight put a cheese croissant on my desk with a soda like here you go (laughs) yeah um but um my goal is to make sure that you know whether it's basketball whatever it is he gets to beat me at something someday and and you know so that's the reason for not having more than one kid because you want your kid to be able to beat you at something so i feel like having a kid now is beyond that tipping point were you actually trying to do that quietly what was Sometimes, if you get it right. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, there's a part of me that, and it's not so much just about, you know, beating me at basketball or whatever. It's being viable and active enough but to be able to. you can't predict that. Like, you're 42, right? Yes. You could have a baby right now mm-hmm. and be perfectly viable till 80. Mm-hmm. You could have a baby 20 years from now and be in a wheelchair by now. Like, there's just no way you can say. I never get down with the idea of I I have to have a baby at this age at this age because I want to be able to be whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just you just don't know. Like you just have no idea. I mean the odds are higher though. Are they though? 
the dad who's 60 with an 18 year old versus the dad who's 40 with an 18 so non sequitur 40 with an 18 year old non sequitur I I owe a lot of my high school friends an apology mm. I remember laughing when they got pregnant in high school mm-hmm. and now they're done and now they're done done and they're living their lives yes they are kids are living vacations in, and yep. cruises and shit yep Yep, yep, yep. Got the uh, whole rest of their lives to have a ball. So that's my point. If you want to say, there's an argument for having a baby young. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm 21. I want to go now and have five kids and be done. Right. There's an argument for that. Right. But once you hit 30 up, it's like, you can have one at 30, you can have one at 40, you can have one at 50. Like, it can all work out well. So the thing I tell people all the time is either have a child really, really young or wait as long as possible. Right. Um. But I, think I mean, I'm not trying to talk you into having another baby, but that was definitely... You were initially. I was. Not with you. Not with me. Um, I definitely thought... I was concerned because I knew I was done and my ship had sailed, although it hasn't, which is really creepy. I keep thinking it has and it hasn't. I got to stop moving. Um, I feel like... I still feel this you way. You can lower your pop filter a little bit so you can see me. I think that's part of the problem. I don't want to see you. Because all, right, all I see is a big black... <laughs> well, you can't put the pop filter below the mic either. What? Spot. I don't see a big black circle on your face where your face would be. So, I still feel this way. If we broke up to today and you started dating someone else who's like 25 and she doesn't have any kids, you're going to have a baby. You're not going to say to her, you're not going to break up with her or not date her all because... She's 25 and doesn't have any children. And you're in love with this woman. Y'all are getting married. You're going to have another baby. And you're going to love being a father. I'm more likely to get snipped if we break up than if we don't. Well, I get that too. But all I'm saying is if for whatever reason you don't get snipped and you end up in a relationship with someone, you're going to have another baby. And I I think that you should if you end up in that situation. Nah. Cole would agree with you, but... hmm. And you would too. It's it's about the person you're with. If you love them. I'm looking forward to a dog. <laughs> and I'm saying this is ultra specific. Right. This is a young woman mm-hmm. who does not have children of her own mm-hmm. that you love. And you know you can give her this thing that she wants. Now to be fair, um, before you, I was dating a particularly young woman. Mm-hmm. With no children. With no children. Who and wanted children eventually. Who wanted children eventually. And you're right. That was something I would probably have conceded. But the problem is it would have been a concession. That's fine. That's the other problem, too. Half of us is here because of concessions. No, half of us are here because... Of accidents. Fuck ups. <laughs> yeah, half of us are here for ac- by accident, and the other of us, the other half of us here by concession. It's that, and it's that 2% that we're playing for. Right. Fuck y'all. Exactly. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I just think, and still do, I hope that I'm not... Keeping you from... You're I mean, like, babies are the saving best. Me. You're saving me. Babies are the best. They're the best thing ever. And having lots and lots of kids is just an amazing thing. And one thing, even though my marriage ended, I still mourn that we didn't have more kids. I'm excited for the soon-to-be 13-year-old that I'm going to get to. And that's another thing, too. I'm good skipping infancy. Right. I don't want... Right. I will gladly marry a woman with two kids. 
I don't want infants. I you don't, don't want infants are tough. Six years old. Like my son was a nightmare. Was he? Didn't sleep. And so a couple things. I so he was a terrible sleeper, and because of it, I slept on a couch with him for the first I wanna say four months. Mm. Um and that was because my ex had a job that required her to be alert mm-hmm. and aware and all the things. Mm-hmm. Y'all didn't do um, Cried Out with this child? We did eventually. Cause, <laughs> and I think that's also like the, the first kid thing where, you know, you, you try not to bring out the draconian things, mm. even if they do work. It's not draconian if you're saving your parents' life. Mm. And they're uh, not so tired of just smushing you in the middle of the night. Well, the other part too is even if, there was also the frequent feedings because he was so young. Mm-hmm. So I was in the night feedings and everything else, mm-hmm. and it kind of led into the issues of him being a bad sleeper. But initially, it was just for the feedings and all the rest of it. Even without that being a case with another infant, I don't. And I loved my my baby Bjorn. Mm-hmm. Like I dressed my son up to coordinate with my outfits and. <sighs> He had his sunglasses with the skulls on. I had the only infant in the world that rocked sunglasses on a regular basis and was cool with it. Mm-hmm. All that was great. And I'm glad and I'm thankful for the experience. I don't want another infant. Mm-hmm. Infants are tough. I want to adopt. Can we adopt? Hmm. Yeah, we could adopt. You know I'm fucking with you, right? I, I should. I, I No, I didn't. I, I, I was making a joke about your brother, actually. Oh. Right, my brother wants to adopt as a single parent. I thought you meant adopt a dog. I thought that was the... Oh, no, no, no. The, the dog's coming. Is it? Dog's coming. Um, yeah, my brother wants to adopt. That's a whole other show because he's... Talk about a midlife crisis. Mm-hmm. So we started talking about this because you were saying that wanting a baby is the, is the uh, equivalent for women. Right. And I need to hit up Peter because I was talking to Peter about that. And Peter right. Rubin. Peter Rubin, my editor at Level. Level.medium.com. Level.medium.com. And he and I were talking about what... Excuse me. What, uh, what's the midnight crisis? I'm drinking soda in the middle of a recording <laughs> as you belch you said, into the mic. You said <laughs> last time, you said, I don't care what you do. This is their talk. You I really eat. don't. I mean, this is, yeah. Um... Anyway, women do have a midlife crisis. It's, talk, it's called Let's Have Another Baby. But, but you have a, it's not a midlife crisis. It's more like a midlife moment, really, I guess. Well, it's a crisis if you go through with it. <laughs> then right. it becomes a crisis. Um, so, shoot, how do we get here? How do we start talking about... So, this all actually started because you said you wanted to have a conversation about blended right. families and steps. And, and why am I here? Right. Why am I about to blend another family that was already blended when I came from a blended family that was blended before I was born? Right. Why is this my life? You're lucky, I guess. Am I, though? You technically have four kids. Wait. The 23-year-old? She's 22. 22. Oh, that, the 23-year-old? No. The, so it's the 23, yes. Does, I mean, does does she count or not really? Not as my stepdaughter. Mm. No. Um, at this point, she's more of a independent. I wouldn't say friend. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure. She might think of me as such. That's a tricky one. 
And that's part of what's tricky about blended families is that, I mean, like with my own daughter, who's my daughter, I'm not married to her dad anymore. Still my daughter. Mm -hmm. But there are people who could say, I mean, legally in a court of law, that's not my stepdaughter. So. Because I'm not with her father anymore. Something I was thinking about just, I feel like yesterday actually, or the day before. So one day my ex-wife will meet somebody. Yep. And most likely that person will have children as well. Yep. And our son and their kids will hang out and all the things. Mm -hmm. I was trying to picture a scenario where it's like, Them kids are them kids. And I can't imagine being that person. And I, I know, like, I guess my, my thing is, like, where, how do those lines work? So in my life, uh, you know, one thing that you and I have in common is that we both have a parent who was a step-parent. And mm-hmm. that line was not really drawn. You know, it's it funny. I, I, I actually didn't know what you were talking about. Right, for a second I know because you did. I don't. You just looked up at the sky, like, which one of my parents was a step-parent? Right. Because it wasn't formulated that way. Right. So... It's the same thing in my house. And not that any for folks are listening, my I technically have a half brother, step brother, whatever you want to call it. We don't fuck with that. And There's no way is he your step brother. Right. And he's your half brother. What's the difference? Oh, half brother, right. Step brother um, would no, be No, step brother. Half brother. Half brother. A step brother is a brother that right. comes to you because he is your stepmother or stepfather's right. child. So but my father is technically a step parent, even though Correct. we've never no. Lived in that universe. And my mom uh, is technically a step-parent to my brother. Um, also never used those lines or boundaries. So um, my dad met my brother's mom in the late 60s, early 70s. She had children of her own that he was involved with. They had my dad, my brother. Soon after that, they parted. My dad got married to my mom and had me and my sister and my brother split his time between his home with me and my sister, my mom, my dad, and his mom um, and her children. So when I was growing up, I referred to my brother's other siblings as my own. These are not my blood relatives at all. But he would say, that's my brother and that's my sister. So I would say, that's my brother and that's my sister. Mm-hmm. How? I didn't understand how they could not be my siblings if they're my brother's siblings. Right. Um, his mom, you know, I wasn't quite clear on what she was to me. I just knew she was like an aunt. We were close. I spent the night over there all the time. She bought me presents and she was great. I didn't know. I didn't really understand who she could possibly be to me. Um, so when I started dating my now ex-husband... He had a two-year-old, and I fell in love with her immediately, and then we had a child together. And we're not together anymore. I'm with someone else who has a six-year-old, and I have a 12-year-old. So there's just children everywhere. Everywhere. All over. Like, um, this could be the, the most all-inclusive, dopest like family reunion ever. Whereas- or not. Or or it could end up in a truck and brawl in the mm-hmm. in the middle of the parking lot. Real dumpster fire. <laughs> um, so being a step parent, mm-hmm. it's not easy at all. 
And I have to say, quite honestly, I just don't have high hopes. I know that there's going to be, I know for a fact that there is going to be struggle and um, difficulties. And I'm not 25, I'm 46. And that means I have less of a threshold for that sort of thing. So I'm worried about that, frankly. I think you have more of a threshold than you realize. I have actually less of a threshold than we both realize. And it's interesting, too, because I think I have more of a threshold than... Well, you, you, you haven't been a step-parent well, yeah. for 20 years. That's true. So I'm coming at this from actual real-life experience. So in a world where we never actually get married... And where this question becomes viable. Do you want to be more cool aunt or actual stepmom? So that world doesn't exist. Right. So there's that. Mm -hmm. um, it's, I, I don't know what cool aunt looks like. Well, you're saying like um, you're in the past, you would going down and uh, hang out. Going with to, my brother's right. mom. Right. And she was the, and granted that was different. That's much different. That's not the same mm -hmm. at all. Um, that's just not the same. It's not the same thing. Mm -mm. The yeah. only way I can be auntie is if you are in your own space and you come over and visit sometimes. Mm -hmm. If you if we live together, there's no way that I can we can pull off a this is your auntie. I don't think so anyway. I think it I think it would be kind of weird. So one of the things that we've been rapidly discovering is that we have distinctly different parroting styles. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Were you not expecting that? Uh probably should have been. Um very distinctly different. How so? So I am very hands on's not the word. Um, you, you, your daughter said I was stricter. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's the word. I'm not sure if it's the word. Maybe more. I think hands on is the right word. You know what it is? I think I'm more regimented. Mm -hmm. than, let me let me give you, you an are. example of when I really realized it. Uh, your when, son. When your daughter threw my son down the elevator, <laughs> down the elevator shaft. shaft. No, that was normal to me. I think we both were on opposite ends of overboard. I think I was a little too lenient. I think you were a little too strict. But that's another story. No. Uh, your son comes over. Mm -hmm. And my daughter's there. And you buy them all the things they need to make slime. And they're about to go on their slime adventure. And it's a little tentative. Because the boy's kind of, I want to do this way. I don't want to do that way. And Maisie's like, well, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do that. And there's all these things around, whatever. And you're sitting in between them at the table. Not necessarily to make it with them, but just sitting there. And you're involved. Like, you should probably do this. Or, hey, Maisie, maybe you should do this. For the record, you, I feel like you told me I needed to be involved because you weren't going to be <laughs> You weren't fucking with it. I was not going to be involved, but I also thought you did not need to be involved. Mm. If it was two six-year-olds, you got to sit in the middle and be like, can you not? Right. But if you have a 12-year-old and a six-year-old, you were supposed to get your ass up, go get a beer somewhere, and watch TV. And I noticed then, like, there's no way I was going to be able to sit in between these two children mm -hmm. while they were making slime. 
no way on earth. Um, but not only did you think you needed to do that, I think you kind of wanted to do that. And I realized then that I already knew it, but I saw in a bigger way how our parenting styles are super, super different because there's no way you shouldn't let these people hit themselves over the head and get messy and get upset with each other and abandon the entire project. And it's funny because I'm sitting there and I'm looking at you and, I, and you're at your laptop. I hear, mm-hmm. yep, slime. Tap, yep. tap, 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 slime, slime. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. Slime, slime, slime. Yep. I don't play that. Good luck. Um, I'm also, maybe to a fault, but I'm also trying to take things really slow. My relationship with Cole is much like my relationship with you um, or any relationship at all. Uh, I want to, I want to control it. I want to, I want to be sure that I can fall into this on my own and hold back some if I feel like I need to. And I feel like I did the opposite. I feel like I Yes, you did. But you didn't have a choice because my child wasn't having that. So it's different. Is my son? Yeah. Your son does not. Your son could not. My daughter would literally sit next to you and be like, you should put this down now. If you try to form some distance and like read a book, she would be like, no, I would like you to talk to me. I would like you to sit next to me. My child will call you from other places. (laughs) Just so that you can be nearby while she loads the dishwasher. Right. And it's, but it's Your son is not doing that to me. And your daughter is so weird with it because she still won't recognize me as an actual person. No. Wait. I feel like she does recognize you as an actual person. Um, not the person that I am. I guess I'll be more specific. <laughs> she, you're still just the person she wants you to be. Right. I'm still Jonathan. You're Jonathan. But you'll always be Jonathan. We should explain Jonathan. Uh, can we explain Jonathan. Well, I'll, so here's it. All right, so I'll, I'll do it this way. Um, before I met her, uh, actually, no. How did Jonathan? You were already Jonathan before you met her. Okay, so that that was the thing. Yeah. And I remember we were talking on the phone, and you're like, "She keeps calling you Jonathan, and I don't like it, and we're gonna squash this in the bud because." Well, and I was like, "Listen, we're about to turn these kids' worlds upside down. Yeah. If Jonathan is the thing." That she latches on to to have some semblance of control and to, to give me the finger then let for, her, for, let for, it be. for a little while. Yep. And then she'll adjust and I'll yep. be. And I felt like, you know, my regular black mom was coming out. Like, you don't decide what you're going to call no grown up. And then I was like, but I also send you to a school where people call her, her grandmother Rita. But your mother's name is actually Rita. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but with no honorific. Right. So, um... I decided to let it go. But here we are all these years later. Yes, I say years. (laughs) I say years because I can't really stomach the fact that you and I haven't been together very long. But but in the course of me being Jonathan, we've also developed our own bonds and our own rituals. Of course. I tolerate you. Yes. I tolerate you more. I tolerate you most. most. And that's our our good morning, good afternoon, good night. And I can't even be a part of it. Nope. Okay. Because you have all the other things. You get actual hugs. I get air hugs. That's true. That's true. But it's all such a production. So performative. I want something that's more production and performative. I just get a regular hug. 
winch. The air hug is like. <laughs> Actually, no, but you, you get that with my son. You get. The, I do. You, I get real hugs. You got a bracelet on right now that he I, won't take back. I do. I do have a bracelet on from your son, which is very sweet, and I don't. That he's that he told your daughter she could not wear or no. have. Mm-mm. Nope, it's for me. I'll, I'll take it back from her, from Malia, when yep. I'm ready to take when it back. When I'm ready to take it back, and in the meantime, that shit you figure better not shit touch out. you. That's right. That's so. right. Um, but because of that, I'll take your bracelet, but you're also gonna go over there because, you know, my relationship with my daughter, the older daughter. Um, by the time she was six, when I see your son, I see my six-year-old. And I was so very in love with her. And her mom controlled my life. Her mom controls my relationship with this girl. Mm-hmm. And it was really, really painful to love this little girl who loved me. And I didn't have any control on when I could see her or if I could see her. Right. One time I went to go pick her up from school. And when I got there, they said... You need to go because we've been told that you're not authorized to pick her up. And we're, we've been told to call the police if you come anywhere near her. And this was said in front of her. Uh, she was six years old. So six years old was the time when things started to get really ugly. And mm-hmm. I can say that because they got very unugly and we all love each other very much now. But I just remember... At this point, I, I would dare say you're as close to mom as you are to ex-husband closer by far i'm closer to sky's mom than i am right my ex-husband um well because we're women and we're good friends in that way and y'all both hate that nigga (laughs) neither of us hate him (laughs) i'm joking i am joking um and I, i think and we've said this before and i think it's it bears saying repeatedly we as far as exes go we did pretty well we lucked the fuck up not did pretty well yeah What made us remember that? Recently, we were like, (gasps) I think we were reading something or something happened, and we were like, man, we lucked up on exes. Oh, I know exactly what it was. But I don't remember what it was. Um, And I don't know if I can say this into a microphone. Uh, I guess I can. I have a friend who's having some marital issues. Mm -mm. That wasn't it. It was famous people. Was famous people, and it was before the situation that you're talking about right now. Um, I can't remember. Either way, we. Oh, both... is, is it was a future in? Mm, nope, not them either. By the way, I'm I'm getting Russell hair. Sure, if I'm, you can make that happen, I'm, I'm getting my greasy. Far movie. be it for me to <laughs> stop you if you can somehow make your hair look like that. And um, and I think also to that, just going back to like the idea of. Um, your initial experience with Sky's mom, mm-hmm. and Sky is a twenty-two-year-old. For folks who are keeping track, mm-hmm. um, I wonder how much of that experience bleeds into waiting for shit to get crazy with my ex-wife. And granted, we, there's and not to get it has been all peaches and cream mm-hmm. with me and my ex-wife either. But we generally get along. We have flare-ups we have stuff that we had to work out and everything else there's but. no reason for me to think that i'm gonna experience that again mm-hmm. we're all now talking about people who are pushing 50 years old mm-hmm. we're talking about your ex-wife is someone that i actually know we're talking about two couples that were actually we gotta tell that story one day too yeah we'll ha- we're talking about people who are actually married to each other mm-hmm. which does change the dynamic there's so many things that are different but i still have and i'm always careful about using this expression but it does fit here 
I still have PTSD when it comes to stepchildren. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember being afraid of what would happen when I got married um, if her mom was going to intervene in some way um, or, or not allow her to participate. She was my bridesmaid, the only one. And I, was, I just remember being shook the whole summer, like, what's going to happen? Is there going to be some big throwdown or is something going to happen? Um, so for five years, between the ages of four and nine, I was in a constant state of, what happened? Every time my ex got off the phone with her, I was like, what did I do wrong? You used mm. the wrong shampoo. She's doing this. She's going to court because you did this and you did that and you did this and you did that. For five years, mm-hmm. I was constantly waiting for the other shoe to drop as a step parent. Well, before I even became a step parent. Um, I just don't know if I have it in me to go through that again. I just don't. And I feel myself, I try to let it go, but I feel myself like actively trying to have some boundaries with your son. Boundaries that you definitely, you and my daughter definitely, I mean, you and you all both definitely have boundaries, but it's not there. It's, yeah. Um, Yeah. I'm curious to see how you and Cole develop and how that relationship develops. All I know is at this point, and you was pointing this out before, right now it's all fun and games and good times. Um, When I said, Hey, we're going to. This is before he. I explained to him that we were living together. Hey, we're going over to Aaliyah's to hang out, and it was mm-hmm. the Tiger Woods fist pump. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, let's go. And it that's does, not about me, though. Um, it doesn't hurt that there's there a, is a, a billiards room on the second floor of my building, and the bodega, and the venting machines, as he calls it, venting machines, venting machines. Yes. Um. <laughs> like, no, those things don't hurt, but. Um, what and Maisie's there, right? And but I know, but I also know my there. son. And I mean, if he, if he didn't like me, he wouldn't want to come over. With if he wasn't, if he was, stuff. if he wasn't fucking with you, it would have been out the window. That's true. Even to extent of like we've been, he's been there without Maisie, and mm-hmm. all. So that part is that part for sure. Um, and when I said that, my finally told him that we were living together. He was like, really. It's like, yeah, cool. And mm-hmm. that was kind of it. Mm-hmm. Now, there's going to be explanations. There's going to be confusion. There's going to be... Of course, he's six. All the things. Um, you know, I remember when my ex-wife and I sat him down. At this point, he's three. And we're just trying to explain to him that, you know, daddy's going to be living someplace else and blah, blah, blah. Um, I feel like I sound really hollow. You don't? I don't? Okay. Um, <clears throat> and... Going through the whole spiel like it's not your fault, and and this I think there's a combination of, uh, first child, over mm-hmm. parenting, mm-hmm. and you know just all the things, and you know that we still love you, and everything's fine, and dad's looking at place. How did you? I would never have told Maisie when she was three. I just wouldn't imagine she'd get it at all. Um. Well, at that point, we weren't sure how quickly I was going to be out of the house, mm-hmm. and. Like, our dynamic was essentially, I was the early riser. I was the first one he saw in the morning mm. and all the things. So, that was me. Mm-hmm. So, changing that flow was going to be a thing. Um, went through all the things and he looked at her. Then he looked at me and he was like, 
So I'm gonna have two houses. Mm-hmm. All right. And but you know later on as time passed, then it got confusing, and then there were questions and why yeah, can't like a you? Yeah, a week ago. Yeah. Well, I mean, he he asked why you know his mother couldn't live with all of us. Mm-hmm. But he also asked why can't you live with us? He asked you. Ah, uh, yeah, that was a thing. And you had to explain to him, which is normal. I mean, <laughs> Maisie was eight, and she literally said the exact same thing. She said, does this mean I have two houses? And it's funny. I think um, if you've had a divorce with a young child, there's this thing where you kind of trick yourself into saying, well, this will be the world he knows. It's not as big a deal. It's not as big a shift, blah, blah, right. blah, blah. But only, the only thing that really happens is the questions catch they're, up eventually. They're dormant. Right. Yeah, but because they don't have the language yet. Right. But once they get the language and they sort of wake up. And they see Susie's parents mm-hmm. who share a house and mm-hmm. they see this and they see all the things. So, yeah. And he's been laying on the divorce kid's dick a little thick lately, too. Because it's like, I need to see you more. Mm-hmm. And it's like. You see him like. A lot. A lot. <laughs> like, so I was like, all right, Bubba. I, I, I think you've, I think you're figuring out the, the guilt Maisie trip. has never given me any child or divorce stick, ever. I'm sure it must be in there somewhere, but in four years, nothing. Literally nothing. I think she did it. I think she does it differently with you, actually. Because I think about her comment about Christmas. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but see that's the thing that wasn't about divorce which is worse that was a sting toward me and just our life after divorce i'm mm. talking about i've never heard her be like why well, can't and daddy and i want y'all to be together like i never got that from her we have to explain the christmas um dig really so let's see uh i guess this is pre-holidays and she asked you are you going to be here for Christmas or mm-hmm. the holidays? Right. And you said, I don't know yet. And then, or maybe you, at this point, you probably did say, yeah, I'll be here. Mm-hmm. I will, I think what I basically laid out was I'm going to be spending part of time with uh, Cole and his mother. And then we'll figure right. out how the, but the bottom line is, yeah, we're going to, I'm going to see you. My daughter said to me, and you. No, I wasn't there. You weren't there. Okay. Mm-hmm. She said to me. Is he going to be around next Christmas? And I was absolutely horrified. And I was like, what do you mean? She was like, well, you know, we spend every Christmas with a different person. so." Because this is year two. (laughs) This is year two. Right. This is the second Christmas y'all have ever celebrated. Correct. Period. But if she wants to be technical, that was someone else that I've been dating. And um, that's dumb. That's dumb. Um, I will say this, even more so than when I got divorced, when I broke up with the person I was dating before you, I was very steadfast. I am very shocked that I'm here right now. Um, I could see me being in this relationship after my divorce. I don't understand how I ended up in this relationship after what I was in. That to me is absolutely insane. And I think my daughter, she has to wonder about that as well. Like I need more words because I don't. I've, I've, I weirdly feel like your last relationship is exactly why I'm here. So I need you to explain that a little more. When I when that relationship was over, 
I was more sure about being alone than I was when I got divorced. Mm. I was more sure about, nah, nope, nah. I'll have some type of companionship, but in terms of like an actual relationship, I'm good. Hmm. And yet, hi. Here I am. My bad. It is your bad. I don't care though. I know you don't <laughs> care. That's the problem. So, can I tell you something? That's kind of how podcasts work. There's really no good reason for me to say this, but it seems like a good place to say this. Uh oh. Kind of. Let me ask you this first. Oh God. It's a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> Uh, no, go ahead. <laughs> Is a podcast ever a place where people drop bombs? Like, to be, like, like, like. I know that a podcast that's organic is like, like, would Karen and Rod ever like just totally drop a bomb on each other while they're on doing their thing? I don't, I don't think so. But their relationship is, or. I feel like how they manage a relationship is different than how we do. They're interesting in the fact that they their relationship is not really the product, so to speak. Mm. They they happen to be two married people mm-hmm. who do a podcast, delivering the news, and not the news, well, but, or they, they're right. doing their shows and everything else. I feel like we are more. We have become more centric in the fact that we are in a relationship. Right. So that's probably not... They they probably would not. That said... <laughs> okay, one more question. So not using them as an example, just in general, when it comes to like podcasts, you've, you've listened to a bazillion of them. Is that ever a thing? Is that ever a thing where people are like, you know what, while we're here, I'm just going to tell you, blah, blah, blah. I don't think so, actually. Oh. oh, but I think the other part, too, is... Um, like, let's say I was pregnant. And I'm like, you know what? I don't know when I was going to tell you this. I don't know how. <laughs> but I might as well tell you here. That's not it. Um, so I think the other part of it, too, is podcasts tend to be a little bit more prepped and scripted than people let on. Mm-hmm. So, so I think that's the other part where mm-hmm. not so much. Gotcha. So go ahead. I won't, I won't hit it again, I promise. When you hit it, um, and it's been nagging at me, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm telling you now. So don't think I'm trying to drag this out, but I have to tell you my own way. It's been just nagging at me. I've talked about it even in therapy, and even my therapist has been like, "I just don't really understand the purpose of this. This is really not necessary. He doesn't need to know. You can just move on. It's not hurtful." Um. <laughs> But lately, like when things come up, I guess because we've been talking, doing air talk and just talking about relationships and stuff, I just always feel uncomfortable. So I feel like... So now you're returning the favor? No, I feel like... um, I don't know. I just... My heart... I just feel like 
moving forward, we're doing all these moving forward things, and I just don't feel comfortable taking that with me, even if you wouldn't care, which I don't think you would. So, Travis, right? I fell for that. I'm sorry, Travis. Um, <laughs> when we broke up, mm-hmm. I remember you and I having a conversation about timelines and stuff. And one of the first things we talked about was like... By the way, Travis is your ex-boyfriend. My ex-boyfriend, yeah. Ooh, that I'm referring to by name. It really doesn't. Like, I'm not libeling the nigga. Does it matter? Also, here's the part that we both have to get over. What? None of the people we're worried about are actually <laughs> ever going to listen to this shit. To this. In what world does my ex-wife or your ex-husband want to listen to a podcast hosted by us, talking about us? Excuse me? Now, if you were to say, what world do they end up hearing it? That's one thing. You mean to tell me they hear our voices and don't finish listening? You're nuts. My world stops. If I hear that nigga talk about me on some podcast, I'm stopping. I'm putting it on negative two times so it can go slow. I want to hear every single freaking word. Anyway, one of the first things we talked about when we were still in the app, you asked me, when's the last time you had sex? Which I guess is a common thing to ask. I didn't think so, but whatever. Why would I ask that? I don't know. Why would I ask that? I don't know. There had to be some context to that. I mean, it was just one of those things where you ask like a billion questions and like, so what have you been doing? What did you do? And where's the last time you did this? Da, 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 da. And it was like relationships and whatever, whatever. Anyway, that became a thing. And I was like, Ugh. I didn't want to answer that because I just felt like... I think you did, though. I did. Yeah. But I wasn't truthful. Mm-hmm. So at first I was like, ooh, I don't want to answer that because that's a little weird. And you kind of were like, wait, I don't understand what's weird about that. Like, you can, you know, it's not that deep. What, No matter when it was, it doesn't matter to me. Like, what are you talking about? And I was like, okay. So to myself, I was like... Self, let's see here what makes sense because the truth doesn't really make sense. So let's just figure out how to make this make sense. So, yeah. So, that's that. No, it's not that. <laughs> it's not that at all. Were you in the bed with him? Ew, come on. No. Because that's the only Ew. reason to do all the squirming and, and all really? this lead up. Really? Yeah. So what if it was like... So, so like, what would be like, okay, that was not enough time for you to be talking to me? I mean, is it straight sex? As opposed to? Like, y'all still hanging out in a relationship? I'm talking about sex. So I'm talking about sex and being in a relationship. So, first of all. Because we never had sex outside of Are we talking about sex with Travis? Yes. Okay. And the last time was just fucking for fucking sake. As opposed to? Having feelings, though. No, it was still having feelings still. I wasn't honest about when we broke up. We never had sex outside of our relationship. So, all right. So, that's the story. When did y'all break up? It's not when you had sex. When did y'all break up? Well, that's the thing. You didn't ask me that. But it just happened. When did y'all break up? (laughs) You asked me when did y'all have sex. How close to us talking? Did you dump him for me? No. Whew. Then what the all right. Okay, on. so that would be the that would be the worst case scenario, right? Is it hot in here? So, uh, yeah, um, I, 
this payoff better be worth it because what's it okay what would make it worth it i don't know because right now i'm not hearing it okay wait what does worth it mean is worth it good or worth it bad there has to be a big payoff for all these machinations in the last you mean three a minutes. big payoff that makes you say oh my god yes but then uh, uh oh my god i'm breaking up with you because that's gross or just a oh my god I I really doubt. After all this, I'm gonna give a fuck about whatever it is you got to say. Okay, so we can just stop right now then, if that's the case, can't we? It wasn't. I think I said it was March, and it definitely wasn't March. So that's the other thing. So when was it? Let me tell you something first, please. When, please. When did y'all so, break up? The problem is earlier today. I was telling you how I want to celebrate March 15th because that's the day that I decided not to take that job at that company. Mm-hmm. And moved to California. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, shit. That goes against what I initially told him. And as my therapist said, she was like, you don't have any reason to talk about this anymore. We know how you feel about him. He knows how to feel about you. She was like, and I know for a fact that he just doesn't give a fuck. You're just beating yourself up over this. It doesn't even come up. Why would you ever have to talk about when y'all broke up? So then today when I said March 15th, I was like, see, this is what the fuck I'm talking about. Because that flies in the face of what I told you about coming back from... California, and deciding that I was going to change my life. So the first thing I'm going to tell you, yeah, niggas don't keep up with timelines like that. I see. Unless this baby's being born. Right. That they got to pay child support for. Right. So when did y'all break up? It was late. It was not long before when, you and I met. Uh, I don't know when exactly, but it wasn't month. June. And we met July? June. So how many weeks in between? Hmm. How many days in between? How many hours in between? Weeks. Weeks? Yeah, weeks. How many? Not hours, not days. Um, I'm going to say two. Probably. All that. Actually, I hit the wrong button. I need to. Nope. This is what I'm looking for. Nope. No. I don't have the... Yeah, I don't have the button. I want to do the womp, 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 womp. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, all that for... Whew. And you really think you... Like, Whew, that was... It, no, it wasn't. <clears throat> it really you can't. Was. You don't know my life. You don't know my sweat. I know that payoff. I, we, we have no listeners right now. And we're that negative one for all that <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> so if I would have told you that I broke up with him for you, that would be... That I'm, would give you pause. Not pause. It'd be... I understand the consternation behind it. If you told me you were in bed while you were hitting me up on Hinge, I'd understand the consternation by it. You wouldn't break up with me for that? You wouldn't find me untrustworthy for that? After all we've been through together? Right. To know that I was So in you'd bed. have found me untrustworthy? Well, no. You weren't in a relationship when we met. So you could have been if, in the bed with if anybody. I, if I had been. And you told me y'all broke up, but so then wait, I find so out later you were actually in the bed with her? You broke up with him two weeks before we ever spoke. Yeah. That has nothing to do with me. Maybe it was a week, actually. Nothing to do with me. Like, almost a whole week. That's why Twin was telling you you asked needed a date. <sighs> ah, now it makes sense. Mmm. Mmm. <coughs> <coughs> I feel like I'm edit half of this shit out because nobody's gonna give a fuck about any of this. Um, wow, that feels good. I feel so much better. 
I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. And I don't like that. And I truly think that dude was a good dude. You know, he no point going to dude now. Travis was a good dude, and he doesn't deserve to be for his for, to be erased. And I know that. Yeah. Who's erasing him? I did, kind of. I tried to make it seem like he wasn't a thing when he was. Like, so do you remember the beginning of a relationship? A relationship where I was like, "Enough of fucking Travis." Yeah. I'm not Travis. Well, now you know why it was kind of hard to get that together. Yeah, now that makes it makes more sense now. But you, Travis, has not been erased. He hasn't, but... I think your family's erased them more than I have. That's true, too. Um, But I just always felt bad. Like, I would not like for someone to think that we ended... Actually, I wouldn't care. Never mind. I just didn't like it. It just didn't make me feel good. And I said what I said in the beginning, because, eh, what difference does it make? And then it kind of didn't make a difference, but... It kind of did. I just didn't like it. I have a problem with the fact that there wasn't enough, as far as I'm concerned, there wasn't enough time between the two of you. So this makes this this makes a lot of sense to me for a whole myriad of reasons, and none of them, none of them have to do with me. The skipping steps worries, the uh, twin pushing you to date more, the all the things she that pop up. She was just apolitically. All Apoplectic. the machinations of worrying about this relationship in the small ways you were, in some of the big ways you worry about worry about this relationship, they make sense now. But none of them have to do with me giving a good goddamn about when you broke up with your ex-boyfriend. It's not about when. It's about lying to you about it. It's not about the fact that I broke up with him two weeks before we met. I made my peace with that. It's about lying to you about that in the early stages and never clarifying that. So I, I get that it was a lie. But as the receiver of said lie, it doesn't really feel like a lie. No, it, it yeah, I just don't give a shit. I'm trying, I'm trying to find some, I You don't just give don't. a shit now. I think you, you may have given a shit at the time. Like, oh, me and my ex, we just broke up two weeks ago. So... And it just had, it ended was, up turning into little bitsy. Like, for example, he gave me all my stuff back. Mm-hmm. And... Oh, the box. <laughs> so I remember you saying, like, he sure did wait a long ass time. And I'm like, I actually didn't. So I didn't like that those types of things were, to me, it felt like they were rolling up. So I, so I, I get you're wanting to get it off your chest. If you had told me in the beginning, I was still the very lonely dude. Don't li- do this. Living in a basement. Don't do this. Who was, ex- you know I don't who like this. was ecstatic that he got chose. Because I got chose. You did get chose. Like, But can- I was, so you don't understand. Maybe now you can understand. I wasn't really looking for you. It was just a social experiment. I had only been broken up with him for like 10 days. I know I said two weeks. It was really more like 10 days. And I'm thinking, at some point, I'll be ready. And at some point, I'll look. And these are all the things that I want. So on a lark, I look for all those things. But I wasn't ready yet. I just was looking to see. So you weren't supposed to be. You want to hit the music? You want to walk over here and hit the music? No. 
You want me to hit the music? You can do whatever you want. I love you. Goodbye. Now you don't want to play. <laughs> it's good for you. That's good for you. That's what you get. Your stepdaughter is waiting for you. She's dying. Um, what time is it?